Hello and welcome to day 10 of the Massive Attack Presents 12 Days of a Christmas Carol Specials. Very special. Yeah, it's me, Mitch, and with me is Joe, and we are bringing it on home, baby. Three to go. Yeah. Once this is finished. Well, two to go once this is finished. Depends if you count this one or not. Maths. Two more. Too close to Christmas. Yes. Today, we are going to the vault, to the archives of obscurity. You know, it's not a typical big budget movie. It's not a made-for-TV movie. No, we are going back to 1976, did you say? I think it was. An, an episode of The Six Million Dollar Man. And it's called A Bionic Christmas, Carol. So, I think this was episode 11 season of season four. four. Yep. So, yep. I think this is the only episode that is other than the Simpsons that we have done this that season. That doesn't count. Because it wasn't a Christmas no, carol. Exactly. But no, This is the only special that we've picked that is not a standalone version of a Christmas carol. It's just part of a series. A Christmas episode like of a series. Like the Simpsons took the piss out of. Yes. Yeah. So this is the Bionic Man. So if you don't don't know what the Six Million Dollar Man is, it's, it's a 70s closest you got to a superhero show back then. If you don't count the Nicholas Hammond Spider-Man show or the Bill Bixby Hulk show, but it was about a an astronaut. This would have been before Hulk, couldn't it? Hulk was eighties, wasn't it? No, late seventies, I'd say. But around that era, yes. And so it, it was about Steve Austin, not Stone Cold. I was about to say, was he swilling beer and dropping stunners on people and stuff? He is a hero for the working man, and there you go, or a global treasure and national icon, even. And sip of coffee for the astronaut. Yeah. So uh, he was an astronaut who fucked up somehow. <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't. I don't know the full. It's in the opening credits. And he he gets severely injured. And they can rebuild him. Luckily, they, have they the had the technology, yeah. didn't they? So, for $6 million they spent on him to make him bionic, which would have been crazy back then. The concept of a cyborg. And $6 million. So, he had super strength, could run really fast, jump really high, and something you, with the if eye. If you look through the hole in the back of his head, yeah. you can see really well. Yeah. So, it, it was limited powers but he was better than the average human and to show he had super strength the film stock would slow down and you get this ning 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 sound and if he was running really quick what they do is they slow the footage down and he just run at normal speed but that indicated that he was running really fast now, and it was the coolest thing ever when I was a kid I have really fond memories of this like, I haven't watched Six Million Dollar Man for a long time mm. but watching it just the other day when we were getting ready to record this I was like sitting there going man I used to love this show when I was a kid like I probably have not seen this since early 80s yeah so I have memories of loving it I don't have specific memories of it no I couldn't say I have specific memories of any show Except, did he wrestle a Bigfoot or a Sasquatch? That was Andre episode? the Giant. So I only know that because of the, le- of the, the Giant, exactly. legend of Andre the Giant being on it. But I, I had the toy. I don't know about you. When, no, I never when had the toy. I, ha- I had the $6 million toy. Unfortunately, I had a second-hand one that we picked up in an op shop or something. So the, the rubber skin that sort of peels up his arm that covers his bionics had already been ripped off. Okay. But as I mentioned, he had the hole in the back of the head. You could look through the hole and it was like a, a magnifying Because it was essentially a G.I. Joe figure. Well, like action, size. action man, thank you very much. Mm. But it was that size, so it would be comparable to those figures at the yep. time. And But he had the extra accoutrements, like peel-back skin and Red telescopic it. eye. Yeah. Mm. So, but yes, I had I had a, a dodgy second-hand one, but still, I had, had one. one. That's cool. Good. Yeah. What did put me off was his moustache, though, in this episode. Well, obviously, it was... The later series, is, as the 70s grew longer, mm. he looked even more 70s with the moustache. Yeah. So it was like, oh, okay. It's, it's, it's your look, is it? Okay, moustache. So you, from what I remember, the $6 million man show was, I don't know if he worked for NASA. I don't, is it NASA that rebuilt him? Well, he, he was originally working for NASA because he was a, an astronaut, but I don't know if he still works for Yeah, that. so he worked for a company that would send him out to do stuff. So he was sent to a 
corporation or a company that was making stuff for a Mars mission. And while he was there, he found, well, the actors. There's a bit, few big-name casts in this one, actually. Well, we didn't mention yet, but Steve Austin is played by Lee Majors. Oh, yes, Lee Majors. So it ties back into the start of Scrooge that we watched the other day, where they had the Lee Majors telemovie, The Day the Reindeer Died. Yep. So, yeah, it, it all comes Cold, full circle. It does, doesn't it? But this was probably his major starring role. Oh, yeah. He went on full to Full Guy be, was later, wasn't it? Yeah, Full Guy was 80s, but... Six Million Dollar Man was what most people. If you mention Lee Majors to most people, he would probably they yep. would probably think yep. Six Million Dollar. So he, he was he went out and did jobs, and he sort of he hid his powers. Like he, they weren't out there that I have all these powers or anything. He kept them secret, so it was all like you know secret identity that he can do these magical things. So he's there and he's at this company that's meant to be making stuff for a Mars mission, and the guy who owns it is this misery, penny pinching asshole of a man, played by uh, played by uh, Roy Walston. Who, Ray Wilson? Ray Wilson. Ray Wilson. So the name probably doesn't mean a lot to a lot of people, but when you see him, he's one of you those know actors that you know him. So, from Picket Fences. Or you'd know him as being My Favourite Martian. Yep. I think he was, with Bill Bixby. Yep. Well, he was in that, yeah. I think so. Yes, which comes full circle to The Incredible mm-hmm. Hulk. Yeah. He was also in Paint Your Wagon, too. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. He, yeah. So he plays this, like, miser owner of a company and he has a nephew i think it was his nephew yeah a nephew who's his surfer in this and he sort of wants to have christmas day off and he won't let him do it then he gets his christmas bonus which sounds like a lot of money at the time it was yeah it was 800 it was a lot and yeah he he seems it seemed like a lot at the time but he had a, a bill he had to go and he goes oh well there you go and he goes do you mind if I actually keep some of it? I wouldn't mind getting the kids real presents this year. And he goes, oh, well, you got your debt you got to pay. So he pretty much took his money back straight away. And he goes, well, when will I have this debt paid off? And he got a calculator and pushed lots of buttons. And he goes, oh, in two years, you should have it paid off. And he's like, uh. And his nephew is actually played by a dick. Yes. Which one? Dick Sargent. Not Dick York. No. Dick Sargent was the original... Original Darren. Yeah, that's right. He was the original Darren from, from Bewitched. Bewitched. And they changed Dick. They did. What, what, what movie where they say you don't change Dick's midstream? Was it Wayne's World? Where I think it's making, Wayne's Because they're making reference to Dick York, Dick Sargent, and mm. Sergeant York, the famous American from Iwo Jima or something. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so you've got my favourite Martian and the original Dick. Yep. Yeah, and he basically... So it comes up that he's got a debt owed to his uncle, and his uncle's holding holding him to it, and he's, he's obviously a bit poor... He's got his kids, and he's a chauffeur. He chauffeurs for the uncle, and he's making him work Christmas Day, even though he doesn't need him. Hmm. It's just sort of, just comes across as a real asshole. which is a Scrooge story, so you know this by now. We're not surprising you by saying that the Scrooge character is an asshole. It's strange, though, because I was trying to work out who was going to be the main Scrooge in this. Because when it first starts, and Steve Austin's at his boss, his boss is like, oh, you have to work Christmas. And I thought, well, maybe mm. his boss was going to be the Scrooge. And then... When we, we meet the, the proper boss of this Mars mission company, he's kind of scroogey. But then the nephew takes Steve back to meet his meet his uh, wife and his kids, and they haven't got a Christmas tree and they're not having presents. And it's like, well, hang on, is the nephew going to be the Scrooge-type character? But th- there's a lot of Scrooge. So it's, not, it's not your exact Christmas carol. There are not parallels for everybody. But the concept of the Scrooge is there, and that's about it. So going from that, Lee falls in love with the family, you know, feels sorry for them and that sort of thing. They've got no training. He goes, I'll go see what I can do. So he uses superpowers and ning, 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 jumps up to the top of a tree, super strengths a bit of the top of it off, comes down with a new tree for them, which they're wrapped about. Exactly. Yep. It so. was just lucky that they had some sort of conifer in their front yard. That he could, You're a conifer. He could jump up and rip the top off. Yeah, so... 
he did that, and he sort of felt for the family, and that's all really good. And they talked about Santa Claus coming, and blah blah blah. And they talked about the mole Santa. They're saying, "Oh, that's just Mister Wiggly or whatever his name was." That sounds wrong. <laughs> the, the school janitor, anyway. Yeah. So they knew who it was and saw that. So he goes, hmm, so a little bit of an idea in the old, well, not an idea so much, but he's sort of, he's sort of playing this scenario out going, this is, it's, not, it's a bit shit for everyone involved. And then the nephew has to go, I was going to say service his uncle, but that sounds wrong too. He has to drive him somewhere and he took him home, but he's, yeah, he's so not th- too well at the moment. And I really like how they kind of intertwine the story in because the uncle was sick and he needed to be on this, some special medication. And then once the doctor had been, the doctor was like, well, he, he can't be on his own. And Steve and the, and the nephew were like, oh, you know, are you going to look after him? And he's like, well, it's Christmas Eve. I can't stay here. And the doctor left. So Steve's like, well, perhaps I'll have to do it. I'll stay. You, you go and spend time with the family. He goes, no, I should stay. He's my uncle. It's like, no, 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 no. You go and spend time with the family. I'm fine. Obviously, Steve has no family. No. But um, gets a bit of an idea. Yeah. Because he's gone these drugs, which have sort of made him a bit susceptible for... And, and actually, the other thing, that the doctor says that not only does someone have to stay with him, he's not allowed to fall asleep. Yeah. So they have to try and keep him awake. So he's a bit sort of doped out on these drugs. Yes, open to suggestion, you would say. Well, you did say that he was going to service him before, so yeah. maybe. So, so the old $6 million man has an idea. So he goes to Mr. Wiggly and gives him $25 because he's collecting money, dressed as Santa, collecting money for the poor. And he goes, how much do you reckon, how long you got on? And he goes, oh, another hour or so. And he goes, how much do you reckon you'll make in that time? And he goes, I reckon a good six, seven or $8. It's like so big spenders back then. So he goes, I'll give you 25 if I can borrow the suit for the night. And he goes, go for it. You know, that's great. So... So instead of the ghost of Christmas, past, present or future, or Jacob Marley, he gets visited by Santa Claus, or the bionic Santa, really. And he takes him on his journey. Like, he, like And instead of visiting multiple places, the only place he visits are his nephew. Oh, no, there's two, well, he's two visits, the one house. Yeah. But he looks through the window and there's the nephew and his wife talking. Totally forgot the plot, as in why he owes money, which is probably back further. Yes. Well, so, yeah, anyway, so we, we probably should mention that. Yep. So, it turns out that the nephew was originally the accountant for mm-hmm. the company, but he made, I don't know if it was a yeah. mistake or no, was no, it no. Was His wife was incredibly sick, and the American health system, obviously, was not That's right, back yes. then. So, they couldn't afford the treatment that would have, you know, it was terminal, I assume, the way it was going. So, he, the term she used was embezzled yep. money to pay for her medical bills. Now, the uncle found out about it, and instead of sending him to jail... He righted the wrongs, which is pretty good of him, yeah. but he owes the money and he's holding it over him. That's why the nephew is so behoven, behoved, 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 but indebted to him. <laughs> Thank you, Porky. Yeah, so it, it's it sort of makes sense in a storyline, that sort of thing. He kept him out of jail, he did the right thing, but he's really holding it over him. Yeah, and so, instead of being his accountant from then on, he yeah, makes him chauffeur, chauffeur, which is the lowest of the low. Yeah, so not to, no offence to any chauffeurs we've got listening. You're fine. I, I love what you do. Unless well, you're an Uber driver. Again, really if you're driver. an Uber driver, that's great. Mints and water for everyone. Yes. Taxi drivers, you can get fucked. Just kidding. Any drivers, you're all good, especially this time of year. We love you. It's Christmas. Yeah. Do you want a taxi? They're amazing. Any sort of pump. Someone to take you home when you're done. <laughs> it's amazing. Steve Austin grabs him, dressed as Santa, takes him to the nephew's house, and they peek through the window, which is illegal, and it's the nephew and the wife doing getting Christmas presents ready or something like that. <laughs> Not a euphemism. <laughs> and obviously they didn't have double glazing because they could hear them perfectly. No, the door open. Oh, There's a window open, yeah. They're looking through the window. I, I can understand Steve with his bionic hearing being able to yeah, hear right? it, but yeah, not the uncle. No, so he's literally looking through the window and they're talking to each other, not hearing any of this from the inside. But you've got the nephew justifying his uncle and the wife being a bit sympathetic to him and all that sort of no, stuff. No, she wasn't. She was being the more the Mrs. Cratchit type role. With... But she wasn't too evil. Otherwise, he'd be shitty. No, but she wasn't evil, but she was still, we don't owe him anything. He owes us... 
you know, we, we don't have to bless him at Christmas and stuff. It's his fault we're in the situation we're in. Very Mrs. Cratchit. Yeah. Whereas the nephew was all like, oh, no, he's no, a good man. Yeah. He's looking after us. So they finish eavesdropping illegally on them and he closes the window and then he uses his jumping powers and jumps with Scrooge up onto the second floor of this, the eaves of the second floor and they eavesdrop in on the kids and the kids all sprout love for their great uncle or whatever they want to be. Yep. And he's all sort of finds the spirit of Christmas somehow with this and he yeah, well, the takes kids, him back. The kids are all like, oh, you know, if uncle really loves us, why doesn't he come and visit us and why doesn't he buy us presents and all that yep. sort of stuff. So th- that's the kind of catalyst that he needs to, to start his redemption. Yeah. So then he, Steve takes him back home again, puts him to bed, and um, he wakes up a, a new man. And all is good with the world, essentially. It, it's an hour long or 40-something minutes long. It was an episode of a silly superhero show from the 70s. It was what it was. I loved it, though. I thought it was really good. And I just felt a lot of, as I said, a lot of nostalgia for the $6 million man. But tropes aside, it was pretty much the story of A Christmas Carol. We didn't, as you said, we didn't have the individual ghosts. We just had Steve doing everything. Bionic Santa. Yeah. But it was good. It was, as much as The Simpsons poo-pooed the idea that every TV show does a version of The Mm. Christmas Carol, I think this was But not only that, Steve had also found out that there was a failure. Like, at the first, he he ended up saving a guy from a test of one of the pods that they were making for this Mars mission because they were using substandard metals. And they did test this throughout the show as well. Had metallurgists or whatever. And he's checking it out. He was using the bare minimum of the spec. Yeah, minimum standard. And they were finding the minimum standard was probably not going to cut it. But, you know, he was such an old tin bum miser that he wasn't going to change that. So, that was something else Steve was working on. You know, you don't want to be in this, go to Mars because it's going to kill you. So... Yeah, he redeemed himself. He redeemed himself to the family, to the nephew, to the kids, and to the business. Yeah, so he wakes up on Christmas morning, basically tells his staff that they don't need to work on Christmas morning, mentions that he's going to start using better quality products, buys some presents, borrows the Santa suit off Steve so he can go dressed as Santa, and turns up on the nephew's house and sort of says to the kids, or or knocks on the door, and then the dad says to the kids, if you could have anyone visit you, who would you have, your uncle or Santa? And they're all like, Santa, Santa! And then the uncle comes in dressed as Santa, so they've, they've won on both counts. Yeah. And it's just a nice episode, really. I enjoyed watching it. Like, it I? wasn't a problem. It's on YouTube if you want to catch it out. So, Bionic Man, Bionic Man Six Christmas. Six million dollar man, Six, a Bionic Christmas carol. Bionic Christmas carol, yep. So, if you want to see it and catch it up, if you have nostalgia or you have no idea what we're talking about, it's worth checking out. I, I like it. Yeah. Two thumbs up. All right. Two Bionic thumbs. Ning, 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 ning. <laughs> All right. Well, that's day... 10. 10. We're back tomorrow for day 11, the penultimate. Yeah. And we're going to go something probably a little bit more obscure tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Something I had never heard of. Neither did I, but once I found out about it, I was excited. Written by Rob Serling called A Carol for Another Christmas. Mm-hmm. More about that tomorrow. Yes. All right. Until then, thank you very much. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you tomorrow. Get into that nog. <laughs> Egg or other varieties. Any nog. Any nog.